Good morning. Let's begin our service by singing hymn number 326. The Christian warrior, see him stand in all the armor of his God. The spirit's sword is in his hand. His feet are with the gospel shod. Hymn number 326. Scriptural will be given by Imogene from Australia. The Bible, Psalm. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. I acknowledged my sin unto thee, and mine iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgavest the iniquity of my sin. Thou art my hiding place. Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. 
Isaiah He that walketh righteously and speaketh uprightly, he that despiseth the gain of oppressions, that shaketh his hands from holding of bribes, that stoppeth his ears from hearing of blood, and shutteth his eyes from seeing evil. He shall dwell on high. His place of defence shall be the munitions of rocks. Bread shall be given him. His waters shall be sure. For the Lord is our judge. The Lord is our lawgiver. The Lord is our king. He will save us. And the inhabitant shall not say, I am sick. The people that dwell therein shall be forgiven their iniquity. Let us now have a moment of silent prayer and follow with the Lord's Prayer and its spiritual interpretation as given in the Christian Science textbook. Our Father, which art in heaven, our Father, Mother, God, all harmonious, hallowed be thy name, adorable one, thy kingdom come, thy kingdom is come, thou art ever present. Thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Enable us to know, as in heaven, so on earth, God is omnipotent, supreme. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us grace for today. Feed the famished affections. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And love is reflected in love. And lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil. And God leadeth us not into temptation, but delivereth us from sin, disease, and death. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and 
God is infinite, all power, all life, truth, love, over all and all. Let's now sing hymn number 57. Father, to thee we turn away from sorrow. Thou art the fountain whence our healing flows. Dark though the night, joy cometh with the morrow. Safely they rest who on thy love repose. Hymn number 57.
welcome to the Sunday morning service of the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. We start every Sunday morning here at 10 a.m. with our roundtable discussion in which we discuss this week's lesson in great detail and with great inspiration and make it a learning session for all of us. And we had a great one this morning. So if you missed it, or if you'd like to hear it again, you can find it on our website, plainfieldcs.com. And you will also be able to find it on our YouTube channel and our Vimeo channel. We have a Sunday school for children that meets at 11 a.m., same time as the church service. And that Sunday school has its own teleconference number so that children outside the area can attend by telephone. And in fact, many of our Sunday school students do just that. So if you don't live in the area and have a child of Sunday school age, please call us. We'll give you the number and we'll be very happy to welcome your child to our Sunday school. We have a testimony meeting every Wednesday evening at 8.15, where you can hear testimonies of healings and lives changed for the better through the study and practice of Christian science. And at all of our services, we have a nursery for infants and toddlers. We have several websites, many in languages other than English, so that the Word of God the true Christian science goes out around the world to many people in their own language. And everything that we provide on our websites is free of charge. <clears throat> you can read, listen, download, whatever inspires you, free of charge. And it's all inspiring. And one of the... Uh, things I'd like to point out on our English website is an article by Herbert Eustace, great worker, entitled, Asserting What is True. You can't underestimate the power of knowing what is true and asserting it in your life. Makes a huge difference. <laughs> anyway, Great article, I recommend it highly. Asserting What is True by Herbert Eustace. And the printing department has been busy. Our daily desk calendar for 2023 has been printed and is now available for sale. Uh, you'll find an announcement on our website. It's available through the church store on the website. These make great gifts. So if you're wondering what to give your loved ones for Christmas, well, this is a good one. The price will be $16 for the first and $12 for each additional calendar in the same order. And that includes postage, unless you don't live in the United States of America, in which case, if you live outside the United States, you'll have to add an additional $7 for postage. And for those of you here in Plainfield, the November Full Text Lesson Sermon Booklet has been 
printed, and you might want to pick it up after the service if you haven't uh, done so already. Everyone is welcome here, and that includes all of you who are listening and participating from around the world. And now we will have the reading of a testimony from the chapter entitled Fruitage in our textbook that attests to the healing power obtained by studying the Christian Science textbook. The reading will be given by Suzanne from Vermont. Science and Health, page 699. A grateful testimony. Quote, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Unquote. This has been proven to me in every way. When Christian science came to me, I was erect physically, mentally, and financially. But since the reading of Science and Health turned my thought toward the light, I have found that as far as I am willing to receive the word and live it, all comforts are supplied me. I am especially grateful for the spiritual help. I know that things which I did and thought last year, I would not do or think this year, and I'm satisfied. Through the careful and prayerful study of science and health, I have been lifted from sickness to health, from sorrow to peace, from lack to plenty, and the most beautiful of all, from darkness to light. Mrs. H.S.C., Seattle, Washington. The lesson sermon for this morning can be found on page 10 of the Independent Christian Science Quarterly. Subject, Everlasting Punishment. The golden text is from 1 John. God is love. The responsive reading is from 1 John. For this is the message that ye heard from the beginning, that we should love one another. For we know that we have passed from death unto life, because we love the brethren. He that loveth not his brother abideth in death. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. But whoso hath this world's good, and seeth his brother hath need, and 
shutteth up his bowels of compassion from him. How dwelleth the love of God in him? My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Bruce will now read. I will read from the Bible. Galatians. All the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Mark. Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Luke And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And behold, men brought in a bed a man which was taken with a palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find by what way they might bring him in, because of the multitude, they went upon the housetop and let him down through the tiling with his couch into the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said unto him, Man, thy sins are forgiven thee. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this which speaketh blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answering said unto them, What reason ye in your hearts? Whether is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Rise up and walk. But that ye may know that the Son of Man hath power upon earth to forgive sins. He said unto the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise, and take up thy couch, and go into thine house. And immediately he rose up before them, and took up that whereon he lay, and departed it to his own house, glorifying God. 
And after these things he went forth and saw a publican named Levi sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said unto him, Follow me. And he left all, rose up, and followed him. And Levi made him a great feast in his own house. And there was a great company of publicans and of others that sat down with them. But their scribes and Pharisees murmured against his disciples, saying, Why do ye eat and drink with publicans and sinners? And Jesus answering said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. Matthew And seeing the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, his disciples came unto him. And he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Except your righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees, ye shall in no case enter into the kingdom of heaven. Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you, that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Reka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Romans I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. Not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, 
serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer, distributing to the necessity of saints, given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Rejoice with them that do rejoice, and weep with them that weep. Be of the same mind one toward another. Mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, Live peaceably with all men. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. First John My little children, these things I write unto you, that ye sin not. And if any man sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. And he is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the sins of the whole world. And hereby we do know that we know him if we keep his commandments. He that saith, I know him, and keepeth not his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoso keepeth his word, in him verily is the love of God perfected. Hereby know we that we are in him. And again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past, and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light, and hateth his brother, is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. Amanda from Missouri will now read. I will read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. In Christian science, the first duty is to obey God, to have one mind, and to love another as yourself. 
To love one's neighbor as oneself is a divine idea. But this idea can never be seen, felt, nor understood through the physical senses. The manifestation of God through mortals is as light passing through the window pane. The light and the glass never mingle, but as matter, the glass is less opaque than the walls. The mortal mind through which truth appears most vividly is that one which has lost much materiality, much error, in order to become a better transparency for truth. Then, like a cloud melting into thin vapor, it no longer hides the sun. Self-love is more opaque than a solid body. In patient obedience to a patient God, let us labor to dissolve with the universal solvent of love, the adamant of error, self-will, self-justification, and self-love, which wars against spirituality and is the law of sin and death. Divine love corrects and governs man. Men may pardon, but this divine principle alone reforms the sinner. To cause suffering as the result of sin is the means of destroying sin. Every supposed pleasure in sin will furnish more than its equivalent of pain until belief in material life and sin is destroyed. To reach heaven, the harmony of being, we must understand the divine principle of being. God is love. More than this, we cannot ask. Higher, we cannot look. Farther, we cannot go. To suppose that God forgives or punishes sin, according as his mercy is sought or unsought, is to misunderstand love and to make prayer the safety valve for wrongdoing. If the change called death destroyed the belief in sin, sickness, and death, happiness would be won at the moment of dissolution and be forever permanent. But this is not so. Perfection is gained only by perfection. They who are unrighteous shall be unrighteous still until in divine science Christ, truth, removes all ignorance and sin. The sin and error which possess us at the instant of death do not cease at that moment, but endure until the death of these errors. To be wholly spiritual, man must be sinless. And he becomes thus only when he reaches perfection. The murderer, though slain in the act, does not thereby forsake sin. He is no more spiritual for believing that his body died and learning that his cruel mind died not. His thoughts are no purer until evil is disarmed by good. 
His body is as material as his mind, and vice versa. The supposition that sin is pardoned while unforsaken, that happiness can be genuine in the midst of sin, that the so-called death of the body frees from sin, and that God's pardon is aught but the destruction of sin, these are grave mistakes. We know that all will be changed in the twinkling of an eye when the last trump shall sound. But this last call of wisdom cannot come till mortals have already yielded to each lesser call in the growth of Christian character. Mortals need not fancy that belief in the experience of death will awaken them to glorified being. Heaven is not a locality, but a divine state of mind in which all the manifestations of mind are harmonious and immortal because sin is not there and man is found having no righteousness of his own but in possession of the mind of the Lord as the scripture says. Hatred, envy, dishonesty, fear, and so forth make a man sick, and neither material medicine nor mind can help him permanently, even in body, unless it makes him better mentally, and so delivers him from his destroyers. The basic error is mortal mind. Hatred inflames the brutal propensities. The indulgence of evil motives and aims makes any man who is above the lowest type of manhood, a hopeless sufferer. Christian science commands man to master the propensities, to hold hatred and abeyance with kindness, to conquer lust with chastity, revenge with charity, and to overcome deceit with honesty. Choke these errors in their early stages if you would not cherish an army of conspirators against health, happiness, and success. The good man finally can overcome his fear of sin. This is sin's necessity, to destroy itself. Immortal man demonstrates the government of God, good, in which is no power to sin. Suffering, sinning, dying beliefs are unreal. When divine science is universally understood, they will have no power over man. For man is immortal and lives by divine authority. The sinless joy, the perfect harmony and immortality of life possessing unlimited divine beauty and goodness without a single bodily pleasure or pain constitutes the only veritable, indestructible man whose being is spiritual. This state of existence is scientific and intact, a perfection discernible only by those who have the final understanding of Christ in divine science. This is life eternal, says Jesus, 
is, not shall be. And then he defines everlasting life as a present knowledge of his Father and of himself. The knowledge of love, truth, and life. Man is immortal, and the body cannot die, because matter has no life to surrender. The human concepts named matter, death, disease, sickness, and sin, are all that can be destroyed. The scripture, Thou hast been faithful over a few things, I will make thee ruler over many, is literally fulfilled when we are conscious of the supremacy of truth, by which the nothingness of error is seen. And we know that the nothingness of error is in proportion to its wickedness. He that touches the hem of Christ's robe and masters his mortal beliefs, animality, and hate, rejoices in the proof of healing, in a sweet and certain sense that God is love. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for love is with me. Love's rod and love's staff, they comfort me. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house, the consciousness of love forever. We will now have a moment of silent prayer for our world. Let's now sing hymn number 161.
The words of this hymn are by Mary Baker Eddy. It matters not what be thy lot, so love doth guide. For storm or shine, pure peace is thine, whate'er be tide. Hymn number 161.
Let's now sing hymn number 333. The loving friend to all who bowed beneath life's weary load, from lips baptized in humble prayer, his consolations flowed. Hymn number 333. I will read from the Christian Science textbook, The Scientific Statement of Being, and the correlative passages from 1 John, 3rd chapter. There is no life, truth, intelligence, nor substance in matter. All is infinite mind and its infinite manifestation, for God is all in all. Spirit is immortal truth. Matter is mortal error. Spirit is the real and eternal. Matter is the unreal and temporal. Spirit is God, and man is his image and likeness. Therefore, man is not material, 
he is spiritual. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God, and it doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. And every man that hath this hope in him purifieth himself, even as he is pure. O oh, praise the Lord, all ye nations. Praise him, all ye people. For his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. Amen.